Hey everybody, um, quick disclaimer before this week's episode of uh, Roar. We're going to break this one up into two parts. We had an amazing time. It was a little bit long. I'm going to try to splice it so that way it's not so much at once. It was a very meaty, um, dense episode with a lot of really good truth. Um, so we decided we're going we're gonna to split it up. So I just wanted to give you guys a quick heads up. Thank you so much. Remember at the beginning of the podcast, check out all the description. Um, I go through some of the stuff if you want more information on the ministry. But please um, make sure to uh, be looking for the second part of this to be coming in the weeks ahead. Um, we are super, super excited about it. It was amazing. Um, yeah, so that's about it. We're going to get into the episode now. Thank you so much. We love you. And uh, please enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roar. Welcome to Roar. If this is your first time listening or watching the podcast, glad to have you here. Today, I am joined by the most special guest, my wonderful wife, Taryn. Hi. Um, We wanted to come together. This is the first time she's joining this podcast, I think. Is that right? I believe so, because I think there's been times I've recorded it. And she's been in the background laughing, laughing, not or because hearing. he's bad. It's just sometimes he'll crack a joke and I can't help it. So I think she's been a part of it, but I don't think you've actually been no like in it. No. So big welcome to her. And um, we're super excited just to get into the word again. This show is called Roar Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. It's all about digging into the word and letting it reveal who our amazing redeemer is, mm-hmm. who Jesus Christ really is. Because the Bible says in John, he was the word, Make the word flesh. became flesh. That's right. Um, so today we're going to talk out of the book of Galatians, um, getting the fun little niceties out of the way. Also, if you want more information about the ministry before I do forget, please check out spellmanministries.org. It is in the description of every podcast or the little info box if you check it out. Um, SpellmanMinistries.org for more information about myself, uh, our family ministry, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of, if you want to give, those sorts of things. Anything you want to know about us, you can find there. So Galatians chapter 2. There's some really cool things that Paul goes into here, and I kind of want to talk about it. Um, Galatians chapter 2, verse 15. Paul kind of sets up this reality, and this last week, We've had discussion about it, but I've definitely been cultivating through and talking to the Lord specifically about this because it's very, 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 even more very, very easy to see things from a law, right, wrong perspective and get hung up on it and get hung up on it. Exactly. And slip into a judge position. And see, Jesus came in righteousness, and he gave us righteousness. Um, it says in First uh, Corinthians 1, it says, our righteousness, sanctification, redemption, and wisdom come through Christ um, in whom so that no flesh may boast. So he didn't just come in. I've heard uh, some ministers, I think Dan Moeller might have said this once or twice, said, God, uh, Jesus didn't come in rightness. He came in righteousness. And so Paul is hitting this, um, this faith understanding to kind of avoid that. What scripture did you just see there? Did you have something? Yeah, I was just looking. We were talking this morning, Sam and I, in, in Matthew, and it kind of sets up where he's going in Galatians. Oh, yeah. But it's Matthew chapter 7, and it's verse 3. Actually, let's start at verse 1. It says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged, for in the same way you judge others, yeah. you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And verse 3 goes on to talk about, 
you know, you look in your brother's eye and you see a speck and you say, I'm going to take that speck out of his eye. This little tiny crumb of dirt. I'm going to get that. I'm going to reach in because he needs my help and (laughs) I'm going to fix this for him. But then right after that verse, I paraphrased it, summarized it. (laughs) It says that, why do you do that? Why do you say, let me take the speck out of your eye when you talk to your brother? When all the while there's a plank in your own eye, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And he actually says hypocrite right Bang. before he says that last sentence. And we were talking about this yeah. this morning. There's a difference between coming in rightness yeah. and coming in Jesus's righteousness. Because yeah. the Bible says that, we we now are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's right. Not in my own might, not mm-hmm. in all my boxes checked off. Not in all my doing. Not in all my doing. Those things are important, but yeah. they come from Jesus' righteousness, the That's free right. gift of his righteousness through salvation. That's right. And so in Galatians 2, Paul is hitting the same vein. He's talking about being crucified um, he talks about being justified. Verse uh, 16 says, Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So justification comes by faith. Mm-hmm. So that means no matter how right I am, the only thing that's going to justify me is faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus's fulfillment. Come on, say that. Of the scripture. Because now... Let's, let's take you on a little journey. Let me find it. It's really cool how the whole Bible is just connected. It's almost like one author, one God, one faith, mm-hmm. one baptism. Anyway, I think it's cool because this, this is really powerful because, again, this last week I was really cultivating. I was talking to the Lord, just kind of an open dialogue here, because it's very easy, again, like I said, to become right, wrong-minded and there was a lot of things that I'd really thought that I had um, really gotten a grip on, for lack of a better word. You ever, you know, spend time with the Lord, you read something in the Bible, you 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 have a, a light on a topic or an issue or a thing, and you begin exercising it and you get kind of good at it. You're like, wow, I really think I'm pretty good at loving or man, I've really, my patience is really getting somewhere. I think, you know, I'm way better. Not, and from that point, the devil is like... He is so sly to take it just one little step instead of staying in humility and saying, the Lord's, the Lord has brought me to this place of patience, brought me to this pace of um, strength or whatever. It just very quickly, the devil will try making us own it. Oh, I'm more patient than I was. No, the only reason quote, I'm more patient is because Christ has grown in me. Mm -hmm. The truth of love and what Jesus died to fulfill on the cross and plant in my heart and in my soul is now growing. That's the only reason why it's become that level. Not because of any of my practicing or my works, however practicing matters, doing things matter. But it's the heart posture that we're coming from. Like Sam said, you can... It's a great thing to grow in maturity. It's a we're supposed to. That is, we're yeah. supposed to grow into the head, Christ Jesus. However, when we come from, when we transition from growing to now criticizing, mm-hmm. this is not true growth. Yeah, <laughs> this is back growth because what's happening is. I'm using without knowing, like in that example, I'm getting really good at patience. Okay, let's say that. 
I've noticed that the Lord's done a work in me and the fruit of his spirit, patience. One of the first things about love, love is patient in yeah. First Corinthians. Let's say that I'm really noticing fruit. I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting really patient. I'm slower to speak. I'm quicker to listen. I'm slower to anger. Yeah. Great stuff is going on. That is bringing glory to the Lord. It yeah. is doing great things. However, if I then take that and go, wow, I'm being really patient. And for example, I see Sam and he snaps. Let's say I just lost it. Let's say he was working all day. <laughs> you ex- had a bad day. <laughs> you should have gone home. Yeah, exactly. Let's say he snapped <laughs> and he just I don't know, something crazy. He threw his socks on the ground and was like, I've, That's right. I've had it. I've had enough of these All socks. All y'all are awful. I hate these socks. I hate this day. And he, his patience is gone. I would, in my opinion... I would nullify all of the growth in that moment of patience if I then choose to go, well, I'm more patient than him. Why is he not being patient right now? He needs to be more patient. He knows Jesus, too. Instead of extending grace to him, because it's the same Jesus that saved us both. It's the same Holy Spirit that's in us both. Mm-hmm. So that's actually an opportunity for me to exercise all that patience I said I was growing in. And it's an opportunity to exercise trust in the Lord. Uh-huh. Because it takes trust in the Lord to put someone else in his hands. Because it's Say that again. It's, it takes a lot of trust in the Lord to put someone else in their hands. In God's hands. In God's hands. And to look at, I mean, whether it's the close relationship of a marriage or the, you know, a child and a parent, a parent and a child, a friend, a coworker. To put that person, not that you don't become patient, see, love leads. Mm-hmm. So I continue to walk in the light that I have. I'm still patient. I'm not going to, you know, blow up. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to walk in the light and the truth that's been revealed to me and be a steward of mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. But to put someone else in, you know, it's, um, what's the scripture? There's this moment where John and Peter, they're like kind of talking with the Lord. Oh, yeah. And he's going, you know what I'm talking about? He's going in I'll on it. it. And uh, to summarize it, hopefully you can find the actual scripture, but to summarize it, there was this, basically they were saying that John was never going to die or something. And they were trying to figure out, the disciples were all like, what is Jesus meaning? There was rumors and Jesus said, I didn't even say that. Yeah. Everyone was like, but what if he, they, yeah. They were like going and then Peter turns, you know, to the Lord. Whenever the Lord gives Peter a very specific um, discourse, he says, this is what, you know, basically this is your future. This is what's going to happen. This is my will for you. This is what's, you know, about to, you know, roll down the, the, what do you call it? The proverbial road for you. And Peter goes, well, what about John? And he kind of like turns to point and he turns back to Peter says, what's that to you? You follow me. Yeah. And I think that takes, that's faith in Jesus right there to summarize even what he's saying in Galatians. Real faith in Jesus is the ability for Jesus to look at you, to look at me whenever someone's maybe, you know, definitely crossing a boundary, definitely doing something wrong. And I feel worked up. I feel upset. And I don't really have any authority to speak into the situation or address the situation. But this just kind of a just an uncomfortable thing going on or the person's an authority over me. However, that works. It's that moment where I can look to Jesus And Jesus can look at me and say, you know, leave them to me. Mm -hmm. You follow me. You be obedient to what my word says in this moment. You walk in love. That's right. You be patient. And I, in my, the spirit 
we will work. That's right. You know, on that in them. We're we're working on them just as much as we're working on you. Yeah. You know. And that uh, that verse he was talking about was John chapter twenty one. I found it. Yeah. And it's it's John chapter twenty one verse twenty through twenty two. So if you want to read that, yeah, welcome you to it. I think what Samuel just said was great, and I, I just want to say. We're not, because we talked about this, we're not casting off right or wrong. Absolutely. In in grace, there is still justice and injustice. Well aware, God is just, but he's also a God of mercy. And he's this beautiful balance. And we were talking about this and I was thinking and I was talking to the Lord and I was like, what does that look like? And suddenly I had this thought, it looks like Jesus, Mm -hmm. because he came to reveal the Father. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Christ came to reveal who God was to mankind Mm -hmm. in a whole new way. The the Word became living, like in a human body, (laughs) and came. And everything Jesus did, the way he responded to people when they wronged him, Mm -hmm. when authority wronged him, when people were nice to him, when people were kind, when people weren't kind, every yeah. response, every word demonstrated the heart of the Father and how we're supposed to react. You know, I think that's absolutely spot on. And if you look a lot of times in Scripture, from at least where I've walked with the Lord and where my perception of things are kind of in this moment, um, if it changes, we'll correct it and move forward, like with everything with these podcasts. But seeing that the majority of the time the responsibility of maybe a situation or how the response to a situation literally responsibility so the responsibility is literally my ability to control what my response is and so being a responsible person just simply means i have the ability to control and walk in love in my responses and we do and we do and so but most of the time, it's very easy, again, when it when we become right and wrong-minded, law-minded. Again, Galatians 2, he talks about the law. He says, it's not the law. It's not just doing the right thing. It's faith in Jesus. Because whenever I just make it about, I did the right thing, they did the wrong thing. You know, at that point, where's the redemption in that? Where's mercy? Where's relationship? Where's, relationship? where's room for them to turn around? Because as long as there's just a broken rule... And they're just, they, you can feel when you violate someone's boundary. You know, some people, they might not say it, but man, you can feel the undertow of like, ooh, that landed like a lead balloon. You know, they, that that word hurt, that sentence wasn't it. And it's real easy to, you can see that and then you go, oh, well then what happens to the intimacy of that relationship? All of a sudden, eggshells, crud. Every word now is not coming from faith and love but it's coming from the other source. It's coming from fear, fear timidity. and timidity and control. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm on eggshells, I now have to control the situation because something's going to break. And if I don't either hold my tongue and control it, or I don't get them to mm-hmm. be quiet and control them, the situation, I'm going to be hurt, danger, danger, danger. And see, it's whenever faith and love are introduced it totally changes the dynamic, but that's never on the other person. That's on me. That's on the Holy Ghost in me. That's on Christ in me because Christ mm-hmm. in me 
produces that in the situation. Not just me. When I'm saying me, I'm talking about, you know, Christ mm-hmm. and me. I want to make sure I'm clear on that. And I can give a scripture for that. What he's talking about is back in Galatians 2. Mm-hmm. If you read verse 19 and verse 20, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. Yeah. I have been crucified, verse 20, with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Sometimes when I think people read the scripture and they go, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. Well, that's chaos. Like, is there no structure? Is there no right or wrong anymore? Yeah. Not true, because verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. I no longer live under the law. Mm-hmm. However, but Christ lives in me and it's perfect fulfillment because right. back in Matthew chapter five, verse 17, yeah. these are Jesus's words. He says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, That's but right. to fulfill them. So by walking in Christ, we will fulfill mm-hmm. the law. And Jesus said, all the law is fulfilled in this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your being, and love your neighbor as yourself. Hey, everybody. um, Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of Roar. We decided to split this one into two parts. As said before, um, we're going to pick up in a few weeks with the next episode, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be really, really good. Thank you so much for listening this week. We love you, and we will see you guys next time on Roar.